We can talk about anything you want Welcome to Jay Flance's Ignorance. Welcome back. This is episode number I have no idea what it is. Once again, with Alex of the NASEC Cardano Staking Pool. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's correct. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> hey, you're very welcome. I've been fighting PC problems. Uh, hopefully this is working, and we'll get all kinds of useful information. So you released a YouTube video. I told you I was going to give you a bunch of crap about your YouTube, and it <laughs> sounded like you were game for that. So here it comes. Um, Always. <laughs> so if you don't know what Bitcoin is and you don't know what Cardano is, go back a previous episode and listen to our conversation where we talk about all that stuff. So now we're diving into the Cardano ecosystem specifically and a thing called Sunday Swap, which just went live on Thursday night. And I uh, wanted to talk to you about that and uh, react to your video. And you can tell me where I'm wrong or I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever. Sound fair? No, this is great. This is this is the kind of conversation that should be happening about Cardano. Uh, okay. This is the actual technical stuff. I like it. I'm I'm excited to be told how wrong I am. <laughs> oh well, no, I I'm not. Uh, I don't think I have any, anything interesting to say on the technical side of it because I think from a technical perspective, I think what I've understood in your Discord, which is excellent, everyone should go join it, is that. Stake pool operators like you, you have you're running a bunch of nodes. You you are running them on your own dedicated hardware in a uh, dedicated uh, knock, and your nodes are idle, completely idle, right? I mean, not completely, but yes, this is true. Yeah, no, yeah. for for the most part, when we're not producing blocks, we're just validating the chain. Our our CPUs are fairly mostly idle. Yeah. So what happened? Say. The big news on Thursday night was that Sunday Swap launched, and ever since then, people have been trying to trade tokens uh, with each other, and people are waiting six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours for those tokens to happen. So there's all these meme tokens and other tokens in Cardano, and for the first time, Cardano has a DEX as of Thursday night, and the tweets that I saw warning about this event in advance of Thursday night were saying that, uh-oh, this could be the best and worst thing that's ever happened to Cardano so far because we're going to have an unprecedented volume of transactions hitting the blockchain. So you certainly won't be able to say that Cardano is a ghost chain anymore, that it's not doing anything, but we cannot handle the volumes that will probably happen when Sunday Swap launches. Yes? Yes, this this is all very, well, almost all very accurate. I I was I always feel terrible saying that someone else was first, but uh, there has been a small dex around since a, a little while ago called Muesli Swap. So, and and they have been the busy, busiest on chain smart contract until Sunday Swap. To so, just be absolutely uh, fair. Yeah, and I've looked at them <laughs> both, and I'm an outsider, and I don't really understand the technology behind this stuff. But Muesli Swap. I'm not aware that it caused any kind of congestion on the Cardano network. Is that fair? Um, it it didn't cause congestion. It certainly started filling up the blocks already. We uh, we definitely had a good few trades going on there, but it's nothing. It pales in comparison to the popularity of Sunday Swap for sure. Right. So my I've been in the Cardano ecosystem for about a year now, and I've never seen Cardano take more than it seems less than a minute to move Cardano from point A to point B. 
I haven't tried to do it since Thursday, but my understanding is that we're in a totally new landscape of <laughs> network <laughs> uh, network activity and busyness since Thursday night. Um, and I had not heard that when Muesli Swap went live. So, um, yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, since Thursday, uh, even just small transactions. So when you interact with a smart contract, it's quite a large transaction that gets put on the chain. But even just a small transaction of me sending you a few ADA, um, <laughs> those transactions are being delayed by up to hours at the moment. Um, yeah. So you're YouTube- not unheard of. The title of your YouTube video is Sunday Swap is Live. The Cardano network is solid as a rock and demand is huge, which I think is true. Like all, all of that is true. But if I'm coming to Cardano for the first time because I'm excited about Sunday Swap for some reason and I have a terrible user experience with it where I'm waiting for the website to do things, I'm retrying for hours, I'm waiting for hours, it eventually times out. I mean, this is bad news from a marketing perspective, it seems to me. But Yep. That's that's fair to say from a marketing perspective, it doesn't look great. But I would point you at World of Warcraft, New World, any MMO that's ever launched pretty much ever, um, and state that all software is like this to start with, at least complex software. Maybe Excel worked on launch. But uh, um, when it comes to these sorts of vast, vast platforms, I, I can't name anything that doesn't have its hitches that said sunday swap is sort of only struggling because of its own success sunday swap's own software is working and i've had little to well let's say little reports of people actually having issues whereby there's an actual problem coming from it um in that the product doesn't do what you want it to do. Eventually, it does what you want. You've just got this massive great delay. And that is where I'm saying that Cardano is being resilient in that we've got these filled up blocks. Every single block that comes out is at nearly 100% capacity. And Sunday Swap just keeps churning through the orders bit by bit, one by one. And realistically, I don't know what more you could want from uh, from a platform like that, other than perhaps Not to do it instantly, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly, and and that's what this really comes down to. That's that, that's really where the where the crux of the matter lies. Are we here for instant processing, instant transactions, instant or near instant smart contract execution, or not? And I think the answer is that we've we've never been about instant. Cardano has had on average, 20-second blocks. So it's never been truly instant. Feels it, almost, because 20 seconds isn't the longest period of time. But realistically, we were never about doing things instantly. And I think that having to line up in a queue and form in an orderly fashion is perhaps the most British thing ever. And I think that, quite frankly, we can, we can sit and wait for our contracts to be executed for now. Yeah. This being obviously before we do eventually scale and there is no more need for a queue. I think the the fact that the queuing mechanism works so elegantly, though, um, I think this is successful. 
But is is the queuing mechanism visible to people who are trying to use Sunday Swap? Like it doesn't come back. The website doesn't come back to you and tell you, "Oops, you're seven thousandth in queue," and therefore it's going to take approximately six and a half hours for this to go. You know, go eat a sandwich, take a nap, whatever. We'll uh, get back to you when it's good. There's there's no visibility for Sunday Swap users to know that they're seven thousandth in queue, and therefore it's going to be two and a half hours, or it's going to be six and a half hours estimated, or anything like that. Like they have no way of knowing that, do they? In the Sunday Swap. UI? No, you're 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 absolutely correct. Sunday swaps UI is minimal at best uh, right. at the moment. So yeah, so, yeah so when, that's absolutely not great. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like like I think you, you and I are both invested in Cardano. I'm you know you're doing a lot more work than I am. I just have some coins, but um, for, for me, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, yes, technically, it's solid as a rock, but if I was in the marketing division of Sunday Swap or Cardano, either one, and Sunday Swap launches and suddenly the entire Cardano network is backlogged hours, that strikes me as a terrible outcome. Like, it's fine in like beta software or alpha software or whatever, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know from a marketing perspective and how you don't scare off tons of people and send them running off to a different blockchain, you know? Or am I just I, overreacting? Uh, no, I think that's that's totally fair. I think um, I think yes, it it doesn't look great, but I think what we're selling with Cardano, what we've always been selling, it's never been about the instant transactions, instant anything. It's always been about robustness. It's always been about we're building a financial operating system, so we're going to do it right. We're not going to break, and everything is just going to continue working. Perhaps we're not the fastest chain. Perhaps we don't have the most instant transactions, but it will work in the end. And there's a ton um, of scaling going on on the roadmap. And so yes. someday, right, it, it is going to be very much uh, higher capacity in terms of number of transactions we can handle effectively per second. But um, so far, we're not there yet, and everyone needs to be patient. But when you have a website selling tokens and you click buttons... <laughs> It's like that is a very different user experience that the customer is expecting. And if this is someone's first exposure was Thursday, because you know, I've been in about a year. The project's been ongoing for, what, four or five years now? Um, mm. Boy, I just, oh, man, <laughs> it feels to me. Yeah, like, it, it's certainly not a, a user user experience, user interface when that, I'd, I'd concede that immediately. This is not polished fantastic perfect software yeah so, what so, i see it as is robust software right in that no one is reporting with any good evidence anywhere i haven't even seen it reported that perhaps they've tried to do something and they've lost funds we've all heard the horrors of eth gas fees where people will interact with a smart contract and lose tens of thousands of dollars to gas yeah. None of these such horror stories are coming about. And, and know, nothing is broken. Right. And my concern is not that people are losing ADA, because I don't know that that's happening. My my concern is that it feels like a type of denial of a service attack. So, like, if I start a DEX tomorrow and I get a, a million people, like, excited about it or whatever, and I do something crazy and I bring the entire Cardano ecosystem to a 24-hour wait-for-everything crawl... That to me seems like a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 
Absolutely. So um, what you described is exactly a denial of service. I would I would describe it as exactly that. And Cardano has mechanisms to protect against these such attacks. Um, something called uh, the name, the term escapes me, but essentially there's uh, some sort of pushback after transaction or blocks start getting particularly full. Um, it tries to discourage that. But um, you're yeah, absolutely no, what right. What, uh, what I'm talking about is like someone's uh, new feature, someone's awesome new system that they're super excited about, you know, call it Sunday Swap or JSwap or whatever. Some people yeah. consider that like, oh, the greatest new product and maybe it'll be a problem, blah, blah, blah. And maybe everybody else considers that a denial of service attack on the blockchain because suddenly you're slowing down everything else. And I'm trying to do, you know, something else that was running fine until JSwap launched. And now the entire network is bottlenecked for 48 hours. How do you stop an endless chain of these things from happening without side chains, right? Like in, unless everything is on a side chain that can thrash itself to death and then eventually come back. I, I don't I don't know how you stop uh, things that with all the best of intentions stopping all the entire ecosystem from from grinding, you know. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is the exact concern that the community has pretty much at large at the moment. And the answer is that right now we have the, the confidence that it's resilient and that's great. But in terms of what's next, well, we're just going to have to wait. Um, one of the one of the things Cardano's always prided itself on is that they're not just going to rush to a solution. They're not just going to go and quickly push out code. And you know, I don't have Charles Hoskinson calling me up and asking me to reboot my nodes and upgrade them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we do have is this beautiful way of upgrading with the hard fork combinator. So we can actually perform hard forks of the entire chain if required um and it's just the same as any other upgrade it's really a non-event so we can get upgraded to a point where we can handle these transactions and from what i've heard from iog they put a video out mid-month because they obviously i mean i saw this coming a million miles away as did i think everyone else sunday swap told everyone that this was going to happen that the blockchain can only actually handle about nine transactions of sunday scoop uh, sunday swap sorry um uh smart contracts per minute so we realistically when you hear that you think that's nine user interactions with sunday swap per minute and they had hundreds of thousands of people interested <laughs> it, it's it, it's a recipe for disaster if you can't see that bottleneck incoming you uh well, you might want to open your eyes. <laughs> right, and they did. And in your Discord, you know, on Monday, it was circulating that, uh-oh, Thursday night's going to be the wackiest event ever in Cardano so far, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, so on the one end, you could have a ghost chain like some of the super old coins that I still have for fun um where as far as i can tell it's just bots trading back and forth so it looks like there's volume right so i think people okay. that are holding it are just you know bot netting themselves into a like if it's not dead it's not dead we swear kind of <laughs> situation sure on, on yeah i believe that any day in crypto <laughs> on the other hand you have a an ecosystem where 100 people have 100 100 teams have 100 great ideas and they want to launch the new you know hot 
hot thing that's going to be you know the greatest thing ever for everybody but every single one of those ideas has the capacity to bring down the entire not bring down in terms of it'll never work bring down in terms of you can't utilize the network because it's too busy doing other things right so you know at, at my day job we've we keep talking about, hey, you know, we have thousands of customers. It's unfortunate that a single customer with a single weird use case can bring the entire system to a crawl. What we should probably be doing is what, like, you know, humongous companies do, which is throttling all of our APIs. So you can only have 30,000 APIs, you know, every 24 hour API requests every 24 mm-hmm. hours or whatever. You know, throttling customers so that an individual customer who's not malicious, like they're not maliciously trying to cause any harm, but the way that they're doing what they're doing impacts the the systems that all customers use in such a way that it's it's damaging for the company as a whole to let one customer go crazy and piss off you know seven thousand other customers um so so how do you do that in a you know in a blockchain universe where everything is headed to the same chain you know so on the, on the one extreme ghost chain on the other extreme it's so popular that so many people are coming up with so many great ideas or in my case you know stupid ideas <laughs> and uh <laughs> blasting the whole system and forcing everyone else out of their use cases that they've been using they're happy with and you know and and the users are wanting to interact with all these things that have been around and stable forever and then you know some yahoo comes up with a great idea and you know brings the whole thing to a crawl so realistically the the you know i guess in my perspective it's better to have a chain that is crunching away doing its best and eventually getting to everyone um than it is to have a ghost chain because that that was a major concern i think the worst thing that could have happened is if sunday swap with all of its hype had launched and then no one was using it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have sold my ADA faster than anyone else. <laughs> if you only had two <laughs> because choices, that would have concerned. Me. I agree. Like if there's only two choices, yeah, that that would be worse for sure. But there's, sure. there's got to be a so, way that like your nodes are 98 percent idle, and I'm like, well, how the hell? If if I'm spinning up, you know, 50 servers, right? I want those servers to be pretty busy. I want them to be like 70% busy, 80% busy. I don't know, but not 2% busy, right? Like if all of these nodes are idle all over the network and then we have all this work suddenly that we want, you know, nodes to do and it's, it's proof of stake, right? So the, the operation should be trivial. We should be able to handle, you know, a million times the volume because we're not uselessly doing run while true loops. Uh, uh, that that's the other part of this whole thing that bothers me is you've got thousands of stake pool operators running thousands of nodes doing almost nothing and yet the network is congested and it's like oh no <laughs> how do you have yes. thousands of idle computers and the network is congested like what <laughs> what exactly We've almost is reached going the on? same point of like proof of work where you know all this computer's there but it's doing nothing of value <laughs> and it, yeah, i i can totally see see that perspective it, it's disheartening um i guess there's a few few things to consider one is that um I don't know that all pools, perhaps the very top pools who are fully saturated, they're producing enough blocks that perhaps they're not quite running on empty. Uh, You know, maybe they're using 60%, 90%, I'm not sure of their their CPU usage. 
I'm looking at it from the perspective of someone who is about 10 or 15 percent um, fully saturated. So I'm only getting 15 percent of the load. That said, 15 percent of the load is still pretty much 98 percent empty. <laughs> um, so what we've really got to look to next is is Captain Cardano survive now until we get to the next things. And the next things are, we've been told about pipelining. This came out from IOG mid-month, middle of this month. I actually hadn't heard of it at all before now. So thank God they were actually thinking about this. And that's supposed to give us an improvement by an order of magnitude in terms of how many transactions we can process. Um, That's supposed to be coming out quarter two of this year. So hopefully by the middle of the year, we're going to move from nine transactions per minute to 90. Now, I don't know that that's going to empty the queue, but it would certainly shrink the queues greatly. Um, What else have we got? There's discussions about um, uh, essentially paying for different bands of transactions. So a transaction that you don't care about uh, which seems to be every transaction at the moment, as the chain exists currently. Um, you just fire it off and you give it a, a minimal priority. But then you can increase that to an instant priority or a near or, or a more in-demand priority. Um, this is something that IOG is also exploring. So it's essentially quality of service uh, for your transactions. And that's something that's being explored as well. And you're paying higher fees um, to be prioritized, correct? That's the exactly, exactly, and and thus obviously there's an incentive to follow the priority uh, for my people like myself who are processing those transactions. We want to get paid, so we want to get paid the most. So we'll do the most important first. Um, most that's one option. Whoever paid the most money, not necessarily. Exactly. <laughs> the um, life-saving drug that's now trying to get on the blockchain versus the rich guy who wants to, <laughs> to buy an NFT. <laughs> the important or even just the, the kid sending his friend like five dollars <laughs> in Cardano. You know, d- does he need that to happen in this twenty seconds, or can he may- maybe wait a couple of hours? Yeah, probably it's fine. <laughs> um, so. There are things planned for the future, but you're you're absolutely right in your notion that right now the user experience, user interface as well, that is on Sunday Swap. They're not good. They are not great. Um, but Cardano has always been slow and get to the right solution, and that that that's really what I bought into. I didn't go into Cardano hoping for instant transactions. I came for robust transactions. I came for a long-term win. And if, yes, we have to go through six months of now everyone saying, oh, well, Cardano's under denial of service, just like Nano with its free transactions, then, yeah, perhaps we'll we'll be in that state for six months. But it has been four months now, or until now, rather, that we've been in a state of everyone saying, well, you've launched smart contracts, but it's a ghost chain because nothing had launched. Right. So <laughs> the way I see it is we're just moving past problems one by one, very slowly, very <laughs> methodically, until we get to 
a great position. And, and that's how I see it. Yeah, it feels like, you know, we've gone from zero to way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, zero to a hundred well, immediately. Uh, wasn't there somewhere in the middle, maybe that we should have jumped first? <laughs> I don't know. Like for like that's for really me, hard. I, when I have no interest at all in tokenomics and I and uh, NFTs and things, with no interest in that at all so far, because I haven't seen a smart contract that I thought was actually useful for real people in the real world. Um, so far, hopefully it happens maybe, but for me, just not being able to move ADA from one wallet to another wallet, that not working breaks the entire ecosystem. And I don't care that 70 million people have swapped, you know, <laughs> tokens or not like that's okay. not, my, I don't want to wait 24 hours to, you know, have to move ADA, you know, it's, it seems like a, it seems like a distraction, but I don't know. That's fair. That is fair. And I, I like that, but. Um, I also agree with you on the smart contract thing. I don't think there's much value in just swapping virtual tokens between one another. Um, but I guess what we want doesn't matter too much. <laughs> Does the notion of getting paid rewards for delegating your stake still interest you, though? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, some... the, the fundamentals. Yeah, so of... you get a 4% yield for having... Ada essentially, mm-hmm. and for delegating it to fools such as myself running these pools. Yeah. So, one of the benefits of going from zero to one hundred is that we're now finally starting to generate enough in fees that the uh, the taper off of monetary expansion that we've been going through, Cardano's version of quantitative easing, essentially just taking printing cardano out of thin air uh that's no longer you know that that was just basically over time producing lower and lower rewards this massive increase in usage of the blockchain is now going to taper that and we're actually going to start to see block rewards going back up which is the first time in a long time so though you're now unhappy that your transactions are taking longer Perhaps you're happier that you're getting a higher return on the ADA that you do hold for the period of time that you hold it. Mm. Where do you see which which one would you rather have? Um, well, so if if the epics can still complete, if all the blocks are still being produced and the epics are still completing and those rewards can still get to me. <laughs> Then I guess I'm happy, <laughs> right? But all of that is is uh, that's all movement on the blockchain that has to happen. Which you know, it, as a long term, hey, I'm hoping Cardano is awesome in two years or whatever. Uh, that's fine. I don't really care if my rewards hit on a specific you know hour or 36 hours later. I don't care, right? They're they're coming, and theoretically, I can pull the money out if I need to, or I panic or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't think any of this is fundamentally a problem for my long-term positioning. It's just spooky to me that one use case that somebody gets a bunch of people excited about something and the entire network somehow is in a 36-hour queue or 12 hours or 2 hours or whatever it is. 
Um, you know, yeah. that, that's an entirely different experience with the the fundamentals of Cardano. So I I see the fear, and to be honest, I I completely agree. At the end of the day, it sucks that one project has managed to fill the entire throughput of the blockchain that that's like working off of dial up these days it's unfortunate but there is more technology to come this is not the final incarnation and has never been planned to be the final incarnation of the cardano blockchain at present um i think that what we're doing is we're just kind of unhappy that we haven't scaled before this capability and functionality has come across. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, it's less of a concern because I'm not moving money around all day, every day, very often. What do I care about more? I care more about getting higher block rewards, higher rewards for the stake that I own than moving my money around quickly. So I actually prefer this situation where we're still filling up the blockchain. There's loads of fees being produced and it's being paid out to all of us who already own ADA. I prefer that situation to less uh, less fees being generated and everything being able to move around quickly. Obviously, we all love the best of all worlds where we get loads and loads of money paid to us as rewards and we can move around within 20 seconds um, any of our money. But this is a slow progression. It's mm-hmm. not a race to the finish line, and it never has been with Cardano, unfortunately. Yeah. It, it feels to me like in, at work we've had a situation where we designed a thing for a certain scale, and then the customer started using it at literally a 1,000x that scale. And it just blew me away that there was a use case three orders of magnitude larger than the upper bound of what we thought the use case was going to be. And so, I mean, it was, it was just a fundamental, holy crap, we need, a, we need an entirely different paradigm of technology to be able to handle if this is what this is going to be. We're in the wrong set of tooling, mm. you know? We're <laughs> no, and, absolutely. Um, I can imagine. And to the extent, and it's very, very akin to this situation. Yeah. Well, to the to the extent that you know, YouTube does something silly and brings all their servers down, but the rest of the internet keeps working. Um, you know, AWS can bring down half the internet or whatever nowadays if it fails. But the other, yeah, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with the blockchain. I think <laughs> six years, yeah. six years into dorking around with this stuff and just you know being a hobbyist and seeing a use case that is so much larger than the capacity of the network and only having spent a couple hours trying to understand the scalability uh, proposals um, yeah it's just it's a fascinating world uh, but I, it, I don't know what to make out is, of it I think the problem is this is new technology the web's been around for a while and we're kind of very familiar with how you might scale horizontally or vertically or some other way. And that's fine because we feel comfortable. But this is such a new technology that 
they're inventing the solutions to it as the next uh, as the next piece of code is pushed. So it's um, I think it's something that we're just going to have to get used to for some time to come until something quite miraculous comes about <laughs> right. and manages to resolve these problems to a level where we no longer worry. And I keep thinking um, about it in terms of like I spent three hours with the Bitcoin Lightning Network uh, last week okay. and just understanding how that how familiar are you with the Lightning Network? I'm not. I'm oh. actually not. So uh, off chain. Um, hmm, let's see. I'm going to totally. Screw OK, this up. hold on. Perhaps perhaps I've understated it. I, I'm a little. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I understand it's a layer two network that off chain bulks up transactions and then uh, right. plonks them onto the main chain. The, the thought being that, hey, Bitcoin's um, blockchain can only handle so many transactions per second. We want to do billions of them per second. And so what we're going to do is we're not going to be on the chain and then we're going to settle up every periodically onto yeah. the, the blockchain. That way, you know, you and I can send $5 worth of Bitcoin back and forth a million times and it doesn't matter because on the millionth and one time, that's when something will finally happen where uh, we both get whatever part of that, the, that those microtransactions were left, right? Yeah. And you can have a thousand lightning networks spun up with a thousand different names run by a thousand different companies that are doing a thousand different exact same technologies all competing for users to use their wallet integrated with that whatever and the the root the what you call it layer one yeah layer one bitcoin is fine layer one bitcoin doesn't give a shit if a, if 900 of those burst into flames right <laughs> it has nothing it has nothing to say about it does not care right and so it's it's systems like that where I have some brilliant idea that gets really popular with Russian spam bots for some reason and I think they're human beings and I'm providing a service to a community and all I'm actually doing is feeding you know 10,000 farms to thrash my off-chain thing and none of that hurts you moving your Cardano around because I'm off chain, you know, I'm level two. And so I'm thinking for the first time, because I had been thinking, well, what you want is layer one to be smart. Like, why is Bitcoin's layer one so dumb? And now I'm thinking, yeah, because Cardano's layer one is going to be smart. And now I'm thinking after Sunday swap, I'm thinking, oh, shit, maybe you want it to be a layer two solution. You want to keep people off of layer one Cardano. My dog is trying to scratch his way through the door. So let me let him out real quick. I'll be right back. Not to worry. Okay. Okay. Hold on. You're you're absolutely right about what you're saying. Uh, it would be great if layer one was capable um, of of what essentially layer two is achieving. Um, but again, we're we're looking to scale both layer one and layer and then introduce layer two to Cardano, and we intend to use Hydra as our layer two solution. So. There will be a Bitcoin Lightning-like uh, solution on Cardano, and that will be Hydra. Um, but that's more time away than is worth mentioning <laughs> now to solve Sunday Swap today. <laughs> sure. And uh, I, truth be told, I think that what's going to happen is um, people are going to get bored. I think that it's the probably 
like you would say, it's the worst possible thing. We're too successful for our own good. Um, people are going to get bored and blocks will start to be slightly less full. So I think that we will uh, we will churn through all of the the transactions. And then in a few weeks, people will get their transactions in 20 seconds back until another big project launches, at which point, uh, who knows? <laughs> but um, <laughs> Well, and you don't know, but right? Like, I think, the, like we all want Cardano to be popular, so it gets popular. And now suddenly these things are just popping up randomly out of the blue, and they're extremely popular. You know, in that's uh, it. you know, in another country, in a language that I don't speak, so I'm not watching their news, so I don't know what's coming. So, wham, they come in, Very and it's true. like you, you know, you've got a million people I've never met that are doing all kinds of really cool things that they really love. But the whole ecosystem now is backlogged 36 hours. It's like, uh, I mean, this same thing happened with uh, with Ethereum and CryptoKitties. So uh, <laughs> it can come kids. out of the strangest of places. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it is a problem. Do I see it being solved in the short term? No, no. I, I genuinely think that this is a problem. Um, it will be solved, absolutely. Um, but initial demand is going to die down, and that will solve it in the very short term a little until more projects launch, at which point... I think that we're sat here waiting for pipelining in quarter two. Um, until then, I, I do think that this is just something that the entire Cardano network is going to have to learn to live with. Um, it's not ideal, but I think it's part of the growth of Cardano. It's, it's going to unfortunately have to deal with this for some time. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's, it's not the end of the world. It's just... A thing that that has happened and it's it, it has really changed a lot of my perspectives on on things like i just i assumed that proof of stake was going to be so trivial to process everything that you could just <laughs> slam gigabytes of stuff through it and who cares right like if you've got a good internet connection and you've got a you know a raspberry pi you're fine <laughs> like why wouldn't you be well last Absolutely. thursday uh <laughs> It's like, okay, the nodes are idle. The network's full. People are waiting 36 hours for a thing that just launched. Uh, you know, so. No. It, I mean, to to explain the, the problem just a little bit, uh, when you start to think about it, what we're actually doing with Cardano's network is we're processing one block on average every 20 seconds. And a block is only up to 72 kilobytes in size. So when you start working that out, you're processing less than a megabyte per minute, way less. You know, it's it's very small amounts of data that's actually getting processed. Right. Now, Cardano actually has some more problems. Some, one that I'll go into, which I found absurd. But um, Cardano has no concept of pointers yet. And what do I mean by pointers? I mean that for every time someone wants to interact with a smart contract on Cardano, they have to include the entire source code for that smart contract in their transaction, which consumes a significant chunk of that 72 kilobytes worth of data. 
So that sucks. Yeah. Um, because like with Sunday Swap, everyone's including the same damn script or the same 72, well, however many uh, kilobytes worth of uh, source code. So there is a SIP, which is a Cardano improvement uh, proposal to create pointers, whereby instead of saying, here's the source code every time, it will be uh, possible to store the source code in a transaction on the on mainnet and then to have what is essentially a pointer to say the source code that I want to run is stored in this transaction. Go refer to that. And right. thus it will shrink down the amount. Right. That, that will be massively helpful, but we're still limited to 72 kilobytes every 20 seconds. Right. And that's a that sounds like a huge win. If I'm going to run a smart contract 10 million times, pointers are probably a good idea. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, then. that's that's what we have right now. Nine times a minute, the same uh, script just being uploaded again and again to the blockchain. Not very <laughs> useful. Yeah. All right. Well, my dog is now scratching to get back in, and it's 3.30 here. And so he is supposed to get run with the neighbor dogs. So I think I'm going to have to bail. I very much appreciate your time. I will link to your no, YouTube and your Discord and everything else in the show notes. Welcome back to Jay Flance's Ignorance. Uh, you're only the third guest we've ever had twice. So congratulations. Oh, I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also like to thank you because I release one episode a year now, and it's with you. So... <laughs> <laughs> about that's great cheers early, jay early every year uh we'll do one episode and apparently it's a crypto podcast now so <laughs> thank you so much for your time <laughs> yeah thank you bye, bye for now